0: Can I go now? I can I can just go? Cool. Thirty times a term, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to Loquacious Dom, where I am your host Dom, We are officially now a music podcast, okay? From here on out, we will be talking all things music. From interviews with artists to the standard show, which will be me giving you the themes, undertones, overtones, and all the in-betweens about any of your favorite songs. I asked you guys on Twitter what your favorite songs were. Some songs that you considered perfect. Got a pretty long list, so we got a bunch of episodes to record to catch up, alright? And then I'll ask you guys again, and we'll just start that over. But, (sighs) I'm just so excited, you guys. This first episode really is the reason the show got a revamp in the first place. I've been having a very hard time, like, pinning down what I want to talk about. And as someone who loves podcasts, I really, really, really didn't want to just jump in the space without being cohesive because, as a big fan, I kind of know what it takes to be successful. And consistency is a thing. But most importantly, it's consistent, organized topics. And I was like, I can just come in and talk, you know, just talk. I can come in, I can just do whatever. I can come in and I can just be. And it's like, no, Dominique, you need to be more organized. And I went away. I was having this epiphany moment in my car. And here we are. I'll tell you more about that later. But first, this is where I would put an ad. But since I don't have any ads yet, What I'm gonna do instead is tell you about these beautiful jeans that I got from the Forever 21 in Las Vegas. I bought nine pairs of jeans for about 100 bucks altogether and I am so proud of that. (laughs) So proud. I really need a pair of jeans. I was literally down to like my last three pair, maybe. And I have been wearing like short shorts, which in Texas is fine, but I would want some pants eventually and um i have thick thighs so i tend to like go through jeans pretty quickly but i'm happy to say that i bought nine pairs for less than 100 bucks so shout out to forever 21. um if you're ever in a forever 21 please go check the clearance section you never know what you'll find you never know i was not expecting to find all of those pairs of jeans for that great of a price it was so good i went back and looked again <laughs> and got more but again this is where an ad would go i don't have an ad yet so until i get them i'm just going to brag about the things that i got on sale and things that i think you should take interest in back to the show boom (laughs) haha so i was driving story time i was driving right and i was randomly listening to this playlist and all of my playlists are color-coded um i tend to do colors and then from well rewind all of my playlists are color-coded after emotions so um the playlist that this was on is nude and it's called nude because I have this saying of bare ass singing which is when people just take a song and they just make it much more than music and they just put all of these emotions and they pack them all in and they're literally just they're so great vocally that they're just having fun and it's not even about sounding their best per se it's about giving the best um it's about making the best melody that can get the most emotions out of you. And that is just taking your shoes off, as some church folk would say. And it's just just showing your bare naked ass. And I just think that that is just some of the best things that any musician could ever hope to do in a song, ever. So I have the playlist called Nude, which is to <laughs> encapsulate bare ass singing, right? And this song by Prince is on it, and the song is called How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore. So I was listening to this and I was driving, and I wound up pausing the song as I was just so in love with it. Um, I don't know why it took me so long to find this song, and my I'm so upset because I'm such a huge Prince fan. But anyway, I was listening to the song and I was driving, so I paused it, and then I was like, you know what? This is kind of crazy how he's able to. Mimic and create these emotions of wanting someone to call you and wanting someone to, like, reciprocate the emotions that you have for them and them, for whatever reason, not having the capacity or the desire to give that back to you, you know? It's so crazy and erratic how the song has a very jazzy feel to it, how it's not a consistent... um lyrics chorus lyric you know it's not consistent in that matter it's very kind of all over the place but that's how you feel emotionally when you're dealing with a tug and war um of a relationship it's very erratic it's very crazy it's very sporadic it's very un un, what is it unqueefed i think that's the word if it's not please check me in the comments um but that's exactly the way you want to feel or the way you would feel that's the most honest quote-unquote way you would feel if you were literally in this moment and I was just sitting there talking and I'm like explaining the song and I'm going into details as if I'm not talking to myself. Don't judge me because I know you do it too. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we're getting jackets. All right. We talk to our self crew. But anyway, I was talking to myself and I was just breaking his song down to the nitty gritty. And I was like, you know, even at this part, he did this and he did that. And that's just to show how he's kind of a bit nervous. He's a bit anxious. He's, he's a bit, you know, uneasy. And I was like, you know what, Dom? this would be a great pod. <laughs> and here we are. Before I was trying to do a pod, I was trying to like, ooh, I could do it about movies and TV shows, cause I really love cinema, I do. But then I was like, why? And I even have episodes that I recorded Um, around February time. And I did two separate guest episodes and it was a dope perspective to have. Um, We were covering Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya and John David Washington. And I did one episode with someone who, like myself, is single. I think he's queer. Please don't quote me on that. I don't mean to offend if you are not. Um, And then I did another episode with a woman who's married and has been married for, I want to say, nearly a decade. So it was two very different perspectives on this one movie about a relationship and it was just, uh, it, uh, not that the episodes weren't good, they were. But I just wasn't passionate, you know? And it's weird because I love cinema, I do. But I was just like, this is good episodes. These will get plays, but it's not enough. And like, what do I love more than cinema? music i'm not a musician by any means i i I didn't get hit with the singing stick okay i cannot hold the note to carry me (laughs) um but more importantly i'm just a fan i'm just a pure fan i love music documentaries i love music history i love how music and pop culture and political they just all intertwine if you know it well enough and it's just you know what darn it i'm putting my foot down i would do it but this mic is real sensitive i don't want to scare you i'm putting my foot down and when i had that moment in the car playing that prince song i was like this is it i knew it in my bones and whether this pod goes on to be successful or not i knew it in my bones and this is exactly what i want to talk about every week with you guys on monday so let's get to the song all right how Come You Don't Call Me Anymore by Prince was on his self-titled album and then re-released again with his hits album and his B-Sides album. This song was released and recorded. Well, it was recorded in April of 1982, but it was released in September 24th of 1982. Now, this is where we get to have a little bit of fun. One thing about Prince that makes him one of the best to ever do it, um, all of his credits are pretty much him, right? So when we look at the credits for this song, we can see the person who wrote it, the person who sung it, the person who played the instruments on it, are all him. Um, the three things he didn't do was mix and engineer, if I'm not mistaken. But everything else is pretty much him. This was recorded in Sunset Sound, Hollywood, California, and it was actually it actually went on to be recorded by Stephanie Teeth Mills and re-recorded again by Alicia. Take your man Keys. Now, the one thing about this song that is really beautiful is that, yes, it's an R&B song, but he really got to play. He really got to play with his voice, and he really got to stretch himself, and he really got to, you know, be a bit more soulful. Um, This song is so beautiful. One of the undertones, one of the major undertones of this song is definitely its jazz influence. It was heavily, heavily, heavily jazz influenced. And I think what he was trying to do with this is that, with jazz, a lot of people have a very hard time following it because from song to song, well, not really song to song, from section to section of a song, it's no balance. It's no consistency. It's kind of all over the place. Um, it's kind of weird <coughs> from the from what you would consider the flow of a normal song. Well, I don't want to say normal because jazz is normal. It's a whole genre. But by by all means this song encapsulates, encapsulates that very uneven unbalanced but it does it on purpose now in this song prince is pacing in his home if you will jump into my brain he's pacing in his home he's walking back and forth past his um house phone <laughs> for those of you newbies who don't know um phones used to be attached to the house so he's walking past his house phone and he's talking to himself and everything that he's saying lyrically in this song is him talking to himself. Now, sometimes we can be a bit, hmm, it can be a bit weird about things like that. But he's talking to himself and he's saying things like, I thought we looked good. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, Grandpa, you not here. <laughs> Where you at? Why you ain't calling me? Why you ain't worried about me like I'm worried about you? He's he's pacing. He's going through his mind. He's reliving these different memories that he's made up for himself with her, with this woman who we don't know who she is. But I'm sure around this time, he was probably dealing with Monte. So maybe this is towards her. Um, But, oh, let me not uncover that can of worms about her age. And the reason why she probably couldn't call him because she probably was on curfew. But that's neither here nor there. It's very here. Please do your research on their relationship. But back to the song so (laughs) this song is actually a B-style. it wasn't a lead single the lead single for this album was 1999 which is a huge prince record um and to say that it came out in the 80s early 80s at that it's kind of crazy but how come you don't call me anymore is about to be 40 years old (laughs) it will be 40 years old in like a year like that's so crazy to me (laughs) i don't know why that's so it's it's weird it's very 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 weird but anyway so i want to read to you my favorite part of the song which is definitely the bridge um it's right before the outro and i'm going to read these lines to you and we're going to talk okay sometimes i feel like i'm going to die if you don't call me mama girl you gotta try down on my knees begging you please please it drags that out oh why can't you call me sometime baby i'm just it's just one lousy dime baby now also for the youngins who don't know in the back let me tell you when you would use a pay phone you would put coins into the pay phone and it would get generate a certain amount of minutes that you could use on it and it would give you warnings like hey you have two minutes left you have one minute left now the price of it would vary but this was in the 80s so it probably was like a dime maybe even a quarter or two to have a Hey, this is the call I'm going to make. I got three or four minutes. A dime might have been a bit of a stretch, but maybe a quarter. But I get his point. Anyway, back to the song. It's just one lousy dime, baby. Why can't you call me sometime? Oh, no, no now obviously he sings it and he has these highs and these lows and he's shaking his head while he's singing it so it's kind of uneven on the mic and it's just very beautiful but this song is just so so well written it's so clever um it starts off with him saying i keep your picture beside my bed and i still remember everything you said i always thought our love was so right I thought it was perfect, okay? I thought this was me paraphrasing. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was A1. I thought we was in the picture. I thought we was going to the mall to take photos with the girl. I thought we was good. I guess I was wrong. I always thought you'd be by my side. Mama, now you are gone. And and then the chorus goes on to say, "Um, what I want to know, baby, if what we had was good, how come you don't call me anymore? Yep. Oh, anymore. And again, it just plays into the, like I said, the jazzy, jazzy undertone, jazzy format that this song has. Now, this song only is about maybe 200 words altogether. We have a verse, which is four lines, chorus, verse two, which is six lines, um, with a lot of adlibs, and then we have the chorus again, and then we have the bridge and the outro. But this song, if I'm not mistaken, is definitely like. Four minutes long? It's very long. Three minutes and 53 seconds. (sighs) Now, one thing I thought was kind of dope about this is that Prince let Stephanie Mills, Stephanie Teeth Mills, and Alicia Take Your Man Keys cover it because Prince has been notoriously outspoken about the value of his intellectual property, which is something that was very unheard of, especially for the people of that time. Being independent was not heard of. Being... um, a self-machine having being a stealth machine was just not heard of for the 70s 80s 90s it just wasn't um and he was very outspoken when he would do interviews when he would go to certain events he was very political in his stance about how he didn't like the record labels being able to own him you know i think he had an album named slave which was purely 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 in response to his unhappiness with being still tied to his record label and for those of you who don't know Typically, when you sign to a label, they give you um, an advance, right? Um, And I want to say I've read Young Thug's contract a few times. And (laughs) (laughs) all them chains in the world, all them chains in the world can blind me from how stupid that looks. But anyway, they they give you. So when you go to a label, you say, hey, I want to sign with you all. They say, cool. So what we'll do is we'll make the contract a million dollars, right? So what we'll do is you have this million-dollar line of credit with us at Loquacious Dom Records, right? And when you go out, and we'll give you this million dollars, but you have to pay it back to us one way or another, on the front end or on the back end, but you're going to pay it to us. Typically, people can't pay it on the front end. That's the whole reason they're getting signed. So they have to pay it on the back end. Now, when you go out and you go to events, I get paid for that. Because remember, you owe me. When you go out and you shoot a music video, you can take some of your credit that you bought. That $1 million, you can take a piece of that and go shoot that video. But in the end, you will owe me. When you go out and you sell these millions of records, yeah, you sold a million records. But a big chunk of that comes back to me because you owe me. Now, I used $1 million, but deals typically aren't that lucrative. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I want to say Young Thugs deal... Um, contingent on the success of his album He was gonna make like a million dollars Solely from his music After like album four And album four, three, two, and one Had to be like great successes <laughs> For him to even see the tip of that iceberg Of his career But it was just And I'm just using him as an example Because I have seen some of his contract um, Allegedly But Prince was very anti that. Prince felt like, if I'm playing the instruments, if I'm writing these songs, if I'm putting out this music, if the fans are loving me, I'm on tour, you know, eight months out the year. If I'm the one putting in all of this work, why should I have to pay you? Yes, you invested in me. So you recoup exactly what you gave me. Maybe a little bit more for interest because that's how investments work. But for you to still have this ownership over me is unreal. It's unfair and it's enslavement and he was very political in that stance and he was very stern in that stance and when he had a moment to be at an, an award show he would wear um slave painted on his face he would cover his mouth he started to be a, actually out enough he started to cover himself physically like he would wear Um, head coverings and things to cover up. Just most of his body was being more covered because he was being very protective of who he was. He even went so far as to changing his name to the artist formerly known as Prince and to making his name a symbol, which I'm sure you can easily find on the internet, because he wanted to make sure that when he restarted and started to make music thus forward, he would be the person behind all of the backing financially so that he would reap all of the benefits on the front end. I mean, the financial backing... So that on the back end of that work, he would be the one who reap all of those benefits. And it's just unheard of. It's unheard of. Even artists to this day, there's some of the some of the mammoths in music today are still signed to major labels because they just haven't figured out a way to gain and garner international success without the machine. But the streaming services and Tidal, Spotify, and Apple Music are all definitely changing that. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the next 10 years, a lot of mainstream artists, the top mammoths of the industry, decide to sign solely with a streaming platform because there's absolutely no need for a record label anymore. Not with the presence of social media whatsoever. So I wanna conclu- con- conclude. Can I talk? <laughs> I want to conclude this episode. Um, my sources are obviously Prince, obviously Title, which is a streaming platform that I personally subscribe to. Shout out to y'all, Elliot, Jay-Z, and now Jack from Twitter. My third and most important source is Music Genius. Shout out to you all for helping pull up the lyrics. Um, and I actually read you guys' background. I didn't use it per se, but I am happy to have read that and have that information. So Music Genius, Title, Prince himself, rest in peace to the music god, Um, I think that's it. Um, you know where to find me on socials at Dom V. Harris on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, and SoundCloud (laughs) is loquacious Dom. But if you have any requests, please put it in the comments. And I promise, promise, promise to always get to everyone's song. I think I should leave you guys with the Alicia Keys paying dedication to him (laughs) in his passing. you that you know they know what you're talking about. So I think um, I need a friend right now. come on with me.